welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is key lesson 167 There is one life, and that I share with God. There is one life, and that I share with God. There are not different kinds of life, for life is like the truth. It does not have degrees. It is the one condition in which everything that God created shares. Like all of his thoughts, Life has no opposite. There is no death because everything that God created shares his life. There is no death because an opposite to God does not exist. There is no death because Father and Son are one. In this world, there appears to be a state that is life's opposite. You call it death. Yet we have learned that the idea of death takes many forms. We learned that in Lesson 163. It is the one idea which underlies all feelings that are not supremely happy. The idea of death is the alarm to which you give response of any kind that is not perfect joy. All sorrow, loss, anxiety, suffering and pain, even a little sigh of weariness, a slight discomfort or the merest frown. All of these things acknowledge death and thus deny that you live. So when we experience those what I like to call lower level emotions and I call them that because emotions are not good or bad. They're neither positive nor negative. Some definitely feel more pleasant than others, but they're all simply indications of where our attention is. Are we thinking with God or separate from God? You think, continuing, you think that death is of the body, yet it is but an idea irrelevant to what is seen as physical. A thought is in the mind. It can be then applied as mind directs it. But its origin is where it must be changed if change is to occur. Ideas leave not their source. The emphasis 
that this course has placed on that idea is due to its centrality in our attempts to change your mind about yourself. It is the reason that you can heal. It is the cause of healing. It is why you cannot die. Its truth established you as one with God. So if death is an idea that is irrelevant to what is seen as physical, how does it affect the physical? <coughs> Continuing, death is the thought that you are separate from your creator. It is the belief that conditions change. Emotions alternate because of causes that you cannot control. You did not make and you can never change. It is the fixed belief that ideas can leave their source and take on qualities that the source does not contain, becoming different from their own origin, apart from it in kind, as well as distance, time, and form. Death cannot come from life. Ideas remain united to their source. They can extend all that their source contains. In that, they can go far beyond themselves, but they can not give birth. And where they come from, there they will return. Death cannot come from life because ideas remain united to their source. Ideas remaining united to their source is the reason that death cannot be real. So ideas can extend all that their source contains. I'm thinking it's like a plant. You plant the seed and it grows or extends itself, becoming far more than the seed originally was. But it cannot become something other than what the seed was. It cannot give birth. You can't plant a kernel of corn and have it begin to grow and suddenly have a tomato on the stalk instead of an ear of corn. No, the kernel of corn will grow ears of corn, which then can be harvested and those kernels can be shucked and planted to grow more corn. Continuing, the mind can think it sleeps, but that is all. It cannot change what, it's, what is its waking state it cannot make a body, nor abide within a body. What is alien to the mind does not exist because it has no source. For mind creates all things that are and cannot give them attributes that it, the mind itself, lacks, nor change its own eternal mindful state. It cannot make the physical just like the corn plant can't suddenly produce a tomato. What seems to die is but the sign of the mind sleeping. <clears throat> the opposite of life can only be another form of life. As such, it can be reconciled with what created it because in reality, it is not opposite. Its form may change. It may appear to be what it is not. Yet mind is mind, 
whether it's awake or sleeping. It is not its opposite in anything that has been created, nor in what it seems to make when it believes it sleeps. God creates only with his mind awake. He does not sleep, and his creations cannot share what he gives not. He created us awake, therefore we cannot be asleep, <clears throat> nor make conditions which he does not share with them. God is not sleeping. The thought of death is not the opposite to thoughts of life. The thoughts of God are forever unopposed by opposites of any kind. They remain forever changeless, with the power to extend forever changelessly, but yet within themselves, for they are everywhere. So corn can grow forever as corn and keep receding itself and spreading everywhere. Continuing. What seems to be the opposite of life is merely sleeping. When the mind expects to be what it is not and to assume an alien power which it does not have or a foreign state that it cannot enter or a false condition not within its source, it merely seems to go to sleep for a while. It dreams of time, an interval in which what seems to happen never has occurred. The changes wrought are substanceless, and all events are nowhere. When the mind awakes, it but continues as it always was. Let us today be children of the truth, and not deny our holy heritage. Our life is not as we imagine it. Who changes life because he shuts his eyes? or makes himself what he is not because he sleeps and sees in a dream an opposite to what he is. We will not ask for death in any form today, no sadness, sorrow, or suffering of any kind. <clears throat> Nor will we let imagined opposites to life abide even an instant where the thought of capital T thought of life eternal has been set by God himself. His holy home we strive to keep today as he has established it and wills it to be forever and forever. He is Lord of what we think today and in his thoughts, which have no opposite, we understand that there is one life and that we share with him along with all creation and their thoughts as well. All whom he created in a unity of life that cannot separate in death and leave the source of life from where it came. We share one life because we have one source, a source from which perfection comes to us. This perfection remaining always in the holy minds which he created perfect. As we were, so are we now and will forever be. A sleeping mind must waken as it sees its own perfection mirroring the Lord of life so perfectly that it fades into what is reflected there 
And now it is no more a reflection. It becomes the thing reflected and the light which makes reflection possible. No vision is needed now for the wakened mind is one that knows its source, its self, its holiness. one life and that I share with God let's let the Lord of life be the Lord of our thoughts today today I wish you a day of waking many blessings namaste